Hey folks, welcome to a special episode of the EduPunks podcast. This is Craig Biedemann, just giving you a little extra uh, bit of the conversation that Matt Politowski of Animal Flag and I had a couple weeks ago. This little bit really gets into us discussing some faith stuff, kind of how our, our relationships with faith have kind of... Uh, evolved over the last few years and uh, also how our love of Sufjan Stevens has kind of been uh, at the center of some of that stuff as well as uh, learning how to talk about a lot of things that we're uncomfortable with and how music can be a really good thing to bring us together through that. And if you didn't notice in the full episode uh, aired earlier in the week, we're spinning records during this uh, interview, so uh, there are times when I get up and move around to, to flip the record, uh, and even I think I change one during this conversation, but yeah, so not going to talk too much because I want you all to enjoy our conversation and enjoy us just talking about a musician that's meant a lot to both of us, so that's, that's about it. Uh, I'm not going to come back at the end of the episode. This is all you get. I feel you toying with... Where am I? Mm. Like... What am I right now? Because a lot of, I think a lot of folks who come up in evangelical circles, homes, whichever, mm-hmm. um, and I went through this similar thing a few years yeah. ago, um, uh, it, so much of your life, so much of your identity goes into it. Oh, and I have God yeah. is love tattooed on my arm. Oh, I have love is real right over yes. there. God is love and love is real. And the dead are dancing with the dead. Yes. Uh, my favorite Me Without You lyric. and Which are um, all Bible verses. Yeah. <laughs> and that's so, and, but that, 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 that becomes part of your identity. And when you start to question it to the point where you're like, I don't know if this is good for me anymore. That's where it really, that's where my brain started to hurt a lot Mm. when I couldn't imagine it not being in my life, but then it be like the institution of a church or a a functional faith was genuinely like causing harm to a degree. Whereas I still don't know where I fall anymore. I don't like to think that I've completely lost my faith, there's still mm. shreds of it. There's like, I'm not getting these tattoos covered up. Yeah. yeah like yeah. they're going to be on me forever. Yeah. But like, it's also, I don't know where I fall in that. And yeah. I don't know exactly what there is, but I'm open to it. And yeah. I think that that comes a lot with, um, just a good understanding that we can only do so much with the time we have. Yeah. We're not promised tomorrow. I don't want to continue having this thing that was bothering me so much hold me back from living tomorrow. Yeah. Today. Yes. Like, whatever. That sounds like a Hallmark card. But, no, I know what um, you mean. Yeah. Like, I want to be able to focus on today because I don't want to have to worry that what I say or what I feel in my heart is going to be a thing that gets me 
into a heaven or a hell or whatever. I want to be like, when I die, if, if that's it, then that's it. I want to yeah. live and be glad that at least I lived my life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's, um, I think that, I think that God is such a beautiful idea. And I think that it's, it can be very helpful for people and it can be very healing and it can be for a lot of people, the missing piece, you know, um, this idea. Um, and what I, what I realized was that a lot of the anger that I felt in this time period was the anger that I, it was like, here's such a wonderful idea, God infinity mm-hmm. the you know just the that like the grand the grandeur of like like the beauty of eternity like here here are these mm-hmm. wonderful ideas um and you ruined it like the church ruined it mm-hmm. like people like christianity evangelicalism you've ruined it mm-hmm. you've ruined these ideas mm-hmm. for a lot of people you've tainted them and you've used them to hurt yeah. and like even taking away the ways that I was hurt by it, like that's where it starts. But then I look into the world and I, and you see all of a sudden you're awake to just the path of destruction that specifically Christianity has left. And it's just, I just felt so angry. I was like, Mm -hmm. how can you take something so beautiful as this idea of God and turn it into, first of all, turn it into a hymn Mm -hmm. and then use him to, to, to kill like yeah. it was just it was just the point when i i've always battled with these questions like even growing up like i was very earnest in my belief and very devout but i would i would always ask these questions i never found satisfactory answers and yeah. there was just a point where it coalesced with a lot of things in my life you know questions like um why do good people suffer you know mm-hmm. these basic ideas like yeah. why are we even here if, if we're just meant to die, like all these things. And I wrestled with them in the spiritual context and never found a satisfying answer. Mm-hmm. And I would always write it off to, Oh, it's just mysterious, which now I realize it is just mysterious and there is no answer, <laughs> but, but and to a degree, even as much as we want to continue searching for that answer, we have to be at some point. Okay. With the fact that there might not be an answer. Yes. And yeah. that's, that's the thing that messed me up. And that's where mm-hmm. like, I've fallen into, being very comfortable with nothing like yeah. the like nihilism at all of it all not sure, necessarily yeah. like apathy yeah, but yeah. just like if it's nothing it's nothing yeah and like yeah. I, if i have to feel that way i have to feel that way and that's fine yeah i think the justification <clears throat> of bad things done in the name of god mm-hmm. and just how some people insist that there is no mystery mm-hmm. that there is an answer and that god knows it <laughs> And that maybe one day we'll know it. Like, it's just these these kind of, like, things that people are insisting. Like, I, I would have been okay with Christianity if if they didn't insist that God loved us. Like, mm-hmm. if you look at the world, it doesn't really feel like that. Mm-mm. But the problem, and if you, if you tell me, like, it's, it's funny. And now I look at the Old Testament and I go, yeah, that seems like God. Yeah. Like, that seems like... That the entire like, book of Isaiah. Yeah. The entire book of Isaiah. It's like people disobeying 
and God being like, okay, you're not listening. Yeah. I've given you very direct, like, uh, directions. Why are you not listening? Every yeah. time you don't listen, you're something bad's going to happen. Yeah. Like, well... I wonder what all this bad stuff's happening for. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you look at the world and you look at, like, just the hatred that people have and you look at how nature is beautiful, but at the same time, um, doesn't really care about where you live. Nature doesn't care about where your house is. Like, and to me, that is, that is God. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that made me really angry is that this in this very this like persistent idea that no but god is good in the way that you know good and god is loves you mm-hmm. and i'm like that doesn't make sense and that doesn't feel right like so i don't know it was just a lot of the anger comes from that and... no but i felt that i felt that a lot and i i echo a lot of what you're saying just because <clears throat> i think a lot of my where i really started to think about it hard was in correlation to me coming out as a queer mm. queer person and recognizing that while some folks can reckon those two things i yeah. was i really struggled with it and yeah. it was mostly because of the family i was brought up in yeah. that was that very much demonized mm. any sort of queer identity homosexual yeah. homosexuality um all forms of queerness as this like thing that you could not be because it was not pure or whatever. And it, I struggled with it and I, I recognize folks who can kind of, um, unpack both and still coexist with it. Mm. Um, I, I recognize how that is possible. I get that. And I've talked to plenty of people who exist like that. Yeah. And for me personally, it's a really big roadblock because yeah. I've seen how much explicitly the Christian faith has been used to demonize and to harm, to explicitly harm our vice president, yeah. to explicitly mm-hmm. harm queer individuals. Yeah. And I was just in Texas where they have a oh, trans God. bathroom bill and like our conference was the lowest attended it's been in years because a lot of my colleagues just wouldn't go to Texas. Yeah. Like that's the message we're sending the world yeah. and it's all being still under the veil of the Christian faith. And yes. that sucks as someone who <clears throat> you uh, clearly uh, have agreed at some point that it can be a beautiful thing. The, the faith, the understanding of God, what there is to offer. There is so much beauty and potential there, but people have turned it into this thing that harms. Yeah. And it breaks my heart. Because, like, we've been listening to Sufjan Stevens the entire time we've been sitting here, and that guy really is the thing that has given me hope through the years. Yes. Of at least there's someone who gets it and is challenging things and is a pretty queer individual, whether or not he's come out in any way or not. Um it's been one of those things that even when I go, when, when I'm struggling a whole lot with what I believe, who I am, whatever, I go to like an album like Seven Swans mm. that was on throughout the beginning of this conversation. And I still go to those songs and I still weep to them because they're still beautiful to me. The idea yeah. of the transfiguration. Oh. We don't, we won't need legs to stand. Um, the dress looks nice on you. Abraham, Seven, all these songs that, are tied 
completely biblically. Yeah. That and the band Me Without You, like all these things are are very religiously linked and things that have gotten me through some of the worst times in my life and I still go back to them. Yeah. And I don't even know how the hell I've been able to survive for so many years Mm. just on music alone, it feels like. (laughs) It's so true. It's so true. And, like, it's funny that, that, like, you tied Sufjan into that because that is, like, to me, that is the linking point as well. Like, like, um, a lot of, I think what started a lot of my interrogation of my faith was exactly that, was... (laughs) the issue of like I looked around and I was like okay all this belief stuff is good but like wow the way that the church treats gay people and treats people with queer identities is just evil mm-hmm. and I, I battled with that for so long like just the idea of like how 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 can you how can you t- how can you say that this is wrong mm-hmm. like other than just say but god said so mm-hmm. and so this was a huge problem for me and I I pushed, I pushed against it a lot and I tried to find, um, a lot of things that kind of softened it. They're like, no, it doesn't really say it. And like, oh, it was like a long time ago. Like, sure. Like it's an ancient desert culture, you know, like from like, you know, 3000 BC, like mm-hmm. they're not going to be as progressive. And so I had a lot of these thoughts that I was like toying with, but then that goes out the window when you look at any evangelical organization in present day, if if you like any like political like social like kind of social justice movement, if if you pull the thread of any any social movement, at the end of it, there's the side working for positive change, and on the other end is usually an evangelical Christian. Oh. <laughs> if you think about yeah. it, like in America, yeah. you know, and even in the civil rights movement, yeah. Yeah. Who who was against it? Like uh, women's rights, abortion, you know, gay marriage, all these things. Who who's against it? And yeah. it sickens me to think about it. And so, just that idea hit me. Uh, it, it it always hit me, but it crystallized. And I it was just like this block came down in front of me, and I was like, I can't I can't get around this. Mm-hmm. This is the reality, and I mm-hmm. can't get around this. Um, she had to rip through it. Exactly, (laughs) but but Sufyan being there throughout pretty much my whole adolescence was huge for that for that reason. I was like, wow, like there's I think there's like a Facebook page or a Tumblr Tumblr page where it's like, is this Sufyan Stevens song about God or is it gay? Yeah, literally my favorite page. (laughs) Yes, me too. (laughs) And I remember thinking that like even on Seven Swans, like to be alone with you, Mm -hmm. clear Jesus imagery. Mm But also... Zacchaeus, I think. The story of Zacchaeus. Mm. But also, there's a lot of eroticism and there's a lot of romance mm-hmm. in in his religious songs. And to me, um, that was... That drew me in, like, right away. Mm. Um, and I think... For me, Sufjan is, is, like, the North Star. Like, he's my favorite artist of all time, mm-hmm. like, for sure. Um, I'm glad we can not disagree on this. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, his music means more to me than I can, like, um, put into words, really. Um, but yeah, it's just his, like, 
understanding of that. And even when he was doing uh, interviews for Carrie and Lowell, like when I was reading mm-hmm. those interviews, he was like, yeah, I'm a Christian. Like, I'm for sure like a, a, a Christian. And he said um, he called himself a post-God Christian. Hmm. And man, that like this was this was after I'd written Void Ripper and, all, and after I had like... That hit yeah. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> wow, post-God Christian. I was like, this is the vocab I've always needed. Like, <laughs> thank you. Like, these are words that I need, like, to navigate through these ideas. Yeah, um, what it really hit for me was... There was, a, there was a time when I was starting to really question stuff and really challenge things, and especially with my faith and... Um, when a friend who I, who, who identifies as a uh, Christian anarchist, mm. he was the person that introduced me to, uh, Sufjan and just gave me like a mix of a bunch of Sufjan songs. Mm. This was when we were juniors or seniors in high school. I can't remember. So like, Oh five. And he gave me these and I was just like, oh, whoa, 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 where are all these coming from? Because <laughs> there's a lot of different sounds that he does, too. Yes, yes. He makes so many different sounds. His, you can, that's why it bothered me when Carrie and Lowell came out. Oh. And people were like, oh, so he's just like an indie folk chill guy. Like, like, no, whoa. that was the first time he did that since Seven Swans, which yeah. was 11 years ago. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. you just start Age of Odds, mm. it starts like that. But then the second you get into the rest of the album, your mind's exploding. As soon as too much starts. Oh, yeah. It is just... He just... he has he has been able to make a career over the last almost 20 years just doing whatever the hell he wants. Oh, it's so beautiful. And that electronic stuff coming through. Yes. He's, he's, he plays with... All sorts of sounds, noises. Like he was one of the first artists that that I started to understand noise music. Yes. Because fucking enjoy your rabbit is oh almost gosh. unlistenable. Yes. Sometimes. Yes. You know, so he, when he teamed up yeah. with that that quartet to turn it into strings, yes, that blew my mind. I was like, oh wow, he came back, tried something different. So perfect. Beautiful. Oh my god. It was beautiful. Perfect. Do you have a favorite Sufjan album? I was gonna say song, so, but I don't know if no, that's that, harder. That's that's totally impossible. But I think <laughs> I think for album, um, it's probably Age of Odds. Because, oh yes, yeah. So that came out in 2010 when I had just started college, and it kind of did everything that I needed it to do for me. And for me, it was like this kind of coalescing of all of his ideas. Like it has like feel devices, which. You know, it kind of has that acoustic element to it. Um, but then I, I heard Enjoy Your Rabbit again, you know, mm-hmm. in here. And it, he took BQE, mm-hmm. his symphonic work, and he took Enjoy Your Rabbit, which is his pure electronic work, and he blended them. Yep. And he infused choir, his choir work. Um, but at the root of it, at the root of, like, his whole spectrum, like, you could say that Sufjan is one of the most, like, um, I, and I do say these things, uh, <laughs> one of the most important American composer like um like orchestral composers a brilliant choir arranger a brilliant electronic producer at the root of it all i think that he is one of the greatest folk songwriters that this world has it's unreal and so he age of odds for me is he takes all of it he takes the choir his choir writing quartet right string quartet writing he takes um orchestral writing he takes electronic production and ties it all together with this brilliant storytelling Mm -hmm. and for me also 
that album was he's he he says the f word in it. I was literally going to say very, that. I was going to bring that up. It was very I felt naughty listening it to it. It was the first time you, It was the first time in one of his albums I felt him angry at times too. Yes, exactly. Because he is like even with a song like John Wayne Gacy Jr., mm. which is like one that a lot of people go to, he's like He's equating all of us mm. to him. He's the to passive observer. Exactly. He's not infusing any anger or emotion. Yeah. He passes judgment on almost none of the subjects that he brings in. Yes. Exactly. Which is, uh, as a judgmental person, I don't know how you do that. It's brilliant. I don't know. And even in all of the things that he's done around Christmas music, like you, you were t- we were talking about the Christmas albums before because he's been able to make these like these hymnal songs secular or poppy and beautiful and accessible he he doesn't shy away from that stuff but he's also not giving any value statements yes at all he's like hey you know that song amazing grace do you want to hear it performed better than anyone's ever performed it and here's the catch it's gonna be chill as fuck yeah it's gonna have auto-tune here you go. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. What did you just do? Yeah. <laughs> you want to hear "O Come, O Come, Emmanuel," and I'm just like some guy. I'm not even gonna like try to convert you into Christianity. Yes. I'm just gonna play this song as beautiful as it should be played. That's what he does. That's what I love about it. Yeah. Oh, it's I so love beautiful. That. And like to me, Age of Odds is like. It's funny because it's, to me, it's very um, like sensuous in a way, which was yeah strange. Um, for me to experience that because I, I never thought of a lot of his music like that but then then looking back I saw it all I saw like the eroticism and the sensuality in a lot of his music and um, that album Age of Oz is it's interesting because he talks a lot about it as it being an album that connected him to his body again and like something that um, it's I don't know if you saw him on that tour I got to see him twice and there's a, there's dance there's a mm-hmm. lot of dancing and I, I, it was great. It was, I had that experience too, yeah. personally, because I, um, actually took a dance class hmm. a couple years after that album came out, and I chose to do my final choreography to, um, I Walked. Oh, yeah. And I've always been super uncomfortable in, you know, just existing in my own body and all the, all the stuff that comes along with that. And, um, this dance, I took this dance class to be like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to help help this i'm gonna move this body and, yeah. and exist in it and that sufyan song i walked um just guided me through it yeah. and i just remember it being like oh and this was his experience from what i've read in interviews and mm-hmm. stuff that he kind of had with a lot of this music in the live setting too that it was like it was getting back into it and and it, you know i guess to tie it all back is i, I was relearning things about myself mm-hmm. that i realized that growing up in um an evangelical world, um, a lot of it disconnects you from your body, mm-hmm. and a lot of it tells you to not trust your body. And if you, you know, if you're feeling like sensual feelings, or you're you're discovering your own sexuality, that is bad. Stop. That is very bad. Do not do it. Yeah. Do not go past this point. Like, well, I was told like, the same things, and now I'm a sex educator. So it's like amazing. Yeah. It's a weird <laughs> thing in life. Yeah. And so for me, like Sufyan took my hand and guided me through that and was like I walked because oh, you walked literally yeah oh, it's so, so it was, good he's been so um, important I got to meet him one time and it was uh, 
just a wonderful experience and I don't know if I want to meet him again because I am you have that well. experience yeah. yeah and I don't do well with meeting my heroes I get very worked up and I get very emotional I met David Bazan one time and mm-hmm. um I was just super awkward <laughs> you know like <laughs> Bazan and Sufjan are like my two like I feel like my they've guided me through most of the things I've needed guiding through yeah. in my life like those two are you know, we could do a podcast just talking about each one of them. Yeah, yeah. You know. Maybe we have a whole podcast <laughs> that we could do just on Sufjan, <laughs> you and me. The, oh my god! It would be, we could just go through each one of his albums. I would be 100% down oh, doing I'm that. I'm so down. I'm not joking. I'm We're so making down. this promise right now, maybe this summer. Oh, Let's just record. Oh man. Me and we si just came actually, up with an idea. I'm so down. <laughs> Me and Sai actually have an idea to do that with David Bazan's discography. Oh, and, and, and we'd call it How Bazan. Oh, How Bazan. <laughs> if you're listening, you, you can't steal that idea. Like, <laughs> me and Sai are going to do it. Oh man, we'd have to come up with a great Sufjan related title for me now. We'll think about it. I'm already dead, but I've come to explain why I left such a mess on the floor.